0: Our final scripture reading today is Hebrews 10, verses 11 through 25. Day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, He sat down at the right hand of God. Since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. Because by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. The Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. First, he says, this is the covenant I will make with them. After that time, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts, and I will write them on their minds. Then he adds, their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. And where these have been forgiven, there is no longer any sacrifice for sin. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Here ends the reading of his holy word. May God add his blessing to it. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Not sure how many people know about bees, but in case you haven't heard, the bee population is depleting rather rapidly. Environmentalists aren't completely sure why, but the good news is that someone came up with a really cool invention called a flow hive. How do I know about this really cool new invention? Well, it all started when I became addicted to honey. which brought me to a family in town here that are beekeepers. They keep me fully stocked. I have a gallon of it at my desk at work. I'm not ashamed. These honey beekeepers have like 17 kids and almost every single one of them have come through the school where I work here at the Clinton Middle School and I just love all of them. As a result of coaching some of them, and my husband teaching and coaching some of them, and some of them even being friends with my kids, they apparently feel obligated to occasionally drop off some honey at the school for me. I would never try to take advantage of that. Recently, they brought me this chunk of beehive that I shared with the kiddos, and they told me about this flow hive Here's how it works. The beekeeper houses the hives in a specially built, clear, plexiglass-type environment where the hives actually get split in two every so often by a mechanical device that results in the honey flowing at all times. There are two really neat things about this flow hive. The first one is that the honey is obtainable without ever touching or dealing with the bees. So no smoking, no beekeeper outfit to wear. The other neat thing is that as soon as the hive splits, the bees are back to repairing it right away. The word gets out that their home has been destroyed and they immediately go into action. Experts agree that this invention is truly amazing, not just for honey consumers, but for the bees themselves. They work together in a strong and steady behavior to repair their homes, and as a result, they are actually living longer. Hearing about this flow hive seemed like perfect timing to me. Here I am reading in mark what Diane read today about the impending destruction of gorgeous buildings. And now I learn about the destruction of gorgeous beehives. It's hard to answer for bees, but my guess is regardless of which scenario, bees are just happy to be themselves, pun intended. What about us? Can we cope with impending destruction? Maybe. Can we cope with purposeful destruction of our homes, of our lives, all day, every day? Growing up as a kid, one of my favorite songs was by a group called Chic, and the song is called Le Freak. If you're from my era, you know the song. I still listen to it when I work out and I have to watch myself so I don't sing it out loud. The verse says, aw, freak out. And these words are exactly what I think about when I think about the human version of the flow hive. Put us in an environment where our lives are constantly turned upside down and we are going to blame everyone else. We are going to cry and worry and wonder why God is doing this to us. And as I'm picturing today's scripture reading, I'm curious to know if after Jesus addresses the disciples, do they freak out? Jesus is just nonchalantly saying to them, well, get a good look at the awesomeness of the buildings because there will come a day when they will be nothing but rubble. The scriptures after this one are all very revelation-like with Jesus telling them to stand guard and be ready and don't worry about what to say when they get arrested. I can feel their level of anxiety go through the roof. Let's talk about that word for a moment, anxiety. Dictionary.com defines anxiety as full of mental distress or uneasiness because of fear of danger or misfortune. I cannot believe in all my years on this earth A little over 30 years. How many times in just the last year that I have heard that word, even coming out of my own mouth? What are we so anxious about? What is so stressful that we cannot hand over to God? Well, in our minds, a lot. Right? But God tells us in Proverbs 19, many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. So yeah, I'm sure the disciples were anxious, but what they failed to realize was what I just read. Many are the plans in the mind of a man but the purpose of the Lord will stand. Honestly, it's what we all fail to realize. My point is anxiety, it's been hanging around for a long time. It's a blemish, it's a life sucker. It's the scarlet A that we parents wear on our faces, worrying about our kids. We like to think that with all of our modern conveniences that we have worked so hard to obtain, things would be better for us. But really, they just create more stress. For example, if my kids don't answer my phone call or my text messages within a reasonable time, 15 seconds, I am thinking the worst. Every parent's been there. But every now and then, I have to take a deep breath and stop and remind myself that our loved ones, if our loved ones that have passed before us could tell us something now, they would tell us this. Stop worrying. Stop stressing out. Everything is going to work out how it's supposed to work out plan ahead and be diligent. But listen to what Jesus is telling you. Really listen. You ever hear that voice in your head, one that is telling you about God's love, the one that tells you to stop holding grudges and start living each day like it were your last. Yeah, that voice. There are at least 25 million reasons why we could stress out. And yeah, I've experienced a lot, and I know you all have too. Judging from our prayer list this morning, yeah, we're all feeling it. But there is only one reason why we should let them all go. Because we can, we can go to God with all of them and he will be our relief. He is the antidote for anxiety. A few years ago, a lacrosse team in Toronto was experiencing low numbers of fans coming to their games. They strategized and they came up with an awesome marketing campaign. They told everyone that they would sell them an entire seat for their games but that they would only need the edge of that seat. They sold out for weeks after that. Choose to live your life like an adrenaline junkie and sit on the edge of that seat in anticipation of what is to come without the anxiety. Life truly is an adventure. So yep, we could learn a lot from bees, like I told the kids. We could take every day as a chance to rebuild our lives and make ourselves better and stronger. We could help our fellow man do the same thing by pulling together in time of need, in time of hardship, in time of prayer. Take a moment today, tomorrow, this week, and picture yourself without anxiety. Picture the serene world of peace and happiness. Now, picture yourself giving you that opportunity to always feel that way. How? By giving it to God. Right now. God, I want you to have my stress and anxiety. It's a lot, but I know you can handle it. I know that everything will work out according to your master plan, and I have faith in that. I am willing to live my life to the fullest, and I know that love conquers all, and that your love above all else is what I need. Please hear our prayer and grant us freedom. Amen.